Hello and welcome to the latest Arcade Attack podcast. It's Adrian here. And today's show, guys, I've got a great treat. I've got Mark Webley. He is the bullfrog legend, the lionhead legend. He has worked on some classic games. He's worked on Syndicate, Theme Park, Theme Hospital, the Fable titles, Black and White. He's also made Two Point Hospital for Two Point Studios. So guys, sit back and enjoy a great interview for a real retro gaming legend. Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. So, Marks, thank you so much for your time to come on the Arcade Attack podcast. It really is an honour. We we are massive fans of, of Bullfrog, the games you've been working, you've worked on in the past, your current games. So, really appreciate your time today. Yeah, cool. Happy to happy to chat to you. Brilliant. Um, I'd love to start from your earliest and most fondest memories of growing up in video games. Do you have any favourite games back then and favourite consoles or computers? Well, yeah, probably my earliest memories are down the arcades and sort of yep. um, just um, I, I grew up um, as a, at that kind of age, teenage years, in a place called Folkestone. And it was like it's a, it's a holiday town. There's a big place called the Rotunda and it has tons of like gambling and arcade machines. And I remember just um, just loving it there. And, and uh, you kind of the the. the all the machines are together. So you've got your, your, your game machines and you've got your gambling machines. And uh, you kind of, there's a point where I thought, I don't know why I'm, I keep spending my money on these like shop apney and, and, and when these, these things are just pure entertainment, and, you know, uh, I mean, Pac-Man was there and uh, I just, those kind of early arcade machines, which were, were brilliant. Boot Hill, I don't suppose anyone ever remembers that, but um oh, just um but they're, they're probably some of my er- er- earlier memories i remember also uh my brother having um it's like a um a spectrum or zx81 mm. and me typing in uh, um a, a program which was just a clock and it took me all day just type in all the code which was printed in a magazine uh, at the end of the day you know, this clock worked and it's amazing because <laughs> I hadn't done programming before, but that was kind of uh, just, just amazing. And of course, at the end of the day, I had to switch it off and I couldn't save it. And <laughs> that really, so they're probably some of my earlier memories. Yeah. People, um, they used to go down the pub, they used to have the table space invaders and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit in the pub, have a drink, a bit underage, but, um, but the arcade machines were just, uh, you know, just great. Oh, good stuff, Mike. That's brilliant. Um, I'd love to know, how did you get the, the opportunity to actually enter the industry? And do you remember the first ever game you worked on, that proper sort of published game? Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was a programmer. I, I went to university and did maths and computing. Uh, and then I got a, a, a proper job uh, working on business software. So I'd kind yeah. of... Um, I'd... Um, I'd got uh, you know quite a bit of experience sort of uh, running a team and then um, and, and programming and I, I was working on a demo with a couple of friends and in fact one of the guys actually works here now I mean, he was uh, he was do- he he we we're basically trying to do a little turn-based space Hulk type of game a sort of like a top-down um, uh, space Hulk game which I presented to. Uh, bullfrog and yep. um yeah that in that day in those days there's about five people there and every single one of them sort of like had had a look at what and so you had four space marines that you're you were yep. controlling so it, it wasn't very good but it was yep. just starting and i kind of wanted to you know i had this dream of kind of like wouldn't it be cool to do this for a living instead of doing a boring um, job. Um, and, and they didn't take it on, but I, I got offered a job uh, to set up and run the conversions team. And basically they, they just released pop two, Populous two. Mm-hmm. And that was written in assembler. Uh, 
and our, my job was to convert it onto a number of different platforms. And I'm trying to think what my first. I think it was. I think it was written on the Amiga, mm. and I had to get it running on the PC. So there's different assemblers. So you know, and assembler is is quite beautiful, but it's kind of um, it's, it's 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 a lot of work. Um, so I I did that conversion, and then as as the kind as the as the um, the team grew, we we're putting Poppers Two onto onto the Mac. Yep. another conversion and then eventually we kind of realized we should have we should have written the whole thing in c so that was that was the first thing i worked on it wasn't a, an original title it was a conversion so uh but t- that was fun i mean just mm. different kind of life to what i was used to working on uh working on console uh, uh working on uh on games that yeah makes- yeah nice i mean you're obviously a fan of Bullfrog. Uh, did you approach any other companies before, or was Bullfrog always your kind of sort of dream? So you, you liked their games, I assume, back then. Well, I remember I had a friend who worked at uh, Electronic Arts, mm. and um, and they she showed me this poster of you know, all all their games, and they're kind of like, oh, these look interesting. And there's one in the middle, and I, I said, oh my God, what's that? That looks amazing, and it was Populous. Yeah, and uh, on the whole poster of all their games this one just looked so insanely different and, and so good uh and she goes oh, it's, it's it's populous it's by a company called bullfrog and um i thought okay that's interesting and then a few months later uh i met uh my now wife jane uh and uh she's P- peter's uh, peter molyneux's sister so yeah yeah she said um Oh yeah, my my brother um, uh, is is into games. He and I, mm. yeah, sure. Uh, and he said, oh, he did a game called Populous. And I thought, oh, shit, I know. <laughs> That's incredible, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's like written in the stars almost. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter Monomer, what what a legend! When was the first time you met him? Was it like, was it like you became friends straight away, or uh, no, not at all? He was really quite uh, rude, and uh, oh, so Jane, Jane introduced me. We can't talk about this. Uh, Jane, Jane took me around and introduced me, and he was sitting programming, and, and uh, for some reason he thought I was. Uh, I was a uh, photocopier salesman. For some reason, he got into his head, and he still says I was introduced as a photocopier salesman. And I was introduced, and he said, right, and then just carried on uh, programming. It was quite not a very uh, inspiring introduction. But, yeah, over time, yeah, we became really good friends. And, yeah, he was obviously a a great mentor uh, and a massive inspiration for, well, for me and probably for, well, you know, a huge percentage of the oh, yeah. people uh, certainly in and around Guildford and, and and beyond now. So, good stuff, good stuff. Um, I love to talk about Syndicate. If that's all right, I mean, I we're massive fans. I I look back fondly on that game. It's it's brilliant. I think it was ahead of its time in a way. But what what was your first? What was your role? And how did the game sort of come about? Was it were you there from day one making Syndicate, or were you sort of bought in halfway through? Yeah, no. Well, this is my my role on, in, in the conversions team. Mm. So, the um, Sean started it. He, in fact, he originally started on the Amiga, uh, and he was working away on it. And then, you know, as mu- as much as we love Amiga, the kind of the market in PC was was getting much bigger. Mm. Uh, and there was a, you know, should we put this on Amiga? Uh, should we sort of, sorry? Should we put this on PC? And uh, Sean said, oh, I could do it, and I could do it over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everyone said, no, no, they'd be stupid. And, of course, he he uh, he came in over the weekend, and uh, he'll probably tell a different story, but that was my memory of uh, how it came onto PC. And then, of course, um, my role was with Mike Diskette, um, getting onto the Amiga. And Mike mm. was the, the lead coder on that, and my role in fact i was i was coding with him but more of a support role but um yeah so it was called quaz it was called anything you could type quickly and it, it was it was around for a long time and in fact when i presented my demo to bullfrog i had four little characters you could control 
uh, your, your yeah. Space Marines. Uh, and, of course, Syndicate was, was four agents. So, the, so it, it, it wasn't similar. And, I mean, Syndicate was in, insanely good. Uh, but they were kind of uh, partway through building Syndicate then. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, again, when I joined... And those guys had achieved so much, and we're halfway through mm. syndicate. You know, there was five or six of them, so an amazing, amazing bunch of uh, guys there. Good stuff. I mean, is it true that there was originally supposed to be eight agents, and even an online mode? Is that right? Have I, I might be read something completely well, wrong I'm there. I'm sure on that because he, yeah. he'll, he'll probably uh, he'll probably give you a much better um, uh, uh, mode. There. Are you talking about on the Mega or on the PC? Um, not sure it might be the pc version actually mm-hmm. so i can check that out. yeah definitely hope yeah. so sean sean cooper would talk about what well he sounds like a very talented man would you would you echo that as well then oh yeah yeah sean's brilliant he's uh he's uh yeah he's he's just a different breed really he's just um but yeah yeah he i think he just started and uh or on a maybe even a yts scheme as i said and uh Picked it up quickly, worked insanely hard, and was given the opportunities to kind of, you know, do this stuff, and you know, jumped at the chance. You know, working late into the night, working weekends, just getting ahead of the game. And, um, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was always just so passionate and and so focused. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a bugger to work with at times, but um, <laughs> but, but he, you kind of want that. You want somebody who's um, Got a vision and is just passionate. Of course, he worked really closely with Peter on Syndicate as well. Yeah. You know, Sean was the, the the lead coder, but of course, Peter was obviously involved in a lot of the um, gameplay and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, great stuff. I mean, Syndicate a little bit like Cannon Fodder. It, it got huge reviews, really well perceived by the gaming uh, like critics and, and obviously gamers. But it did get some negative uh, media attention. What 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 was it like in the office when, when you know, your game was criticised in some some quarters? Would you reckon that was a bit unfair? Or do you yeah, the... to be honest, I don't remember that actually. So you mentioned it in your, mm. your 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 questions, but what was the negativity about? I think it was like shooting down people and so so forth, and civilians and so forth. It, it might be more to maybe the German version, which I think was sort of cut down a bit, apparently. So. Right. Yeah, I I don't remember having a negative effect on on um, on the studio or, or or the sales. I mean, I think it was um, oh, it was a great game, and I loved uh, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, this, uh, people love to criticise computer games for just about everything that's ever gone wrong. Yeah, uh, um, and I, I don't I don't think those kind of things are, are fair. I mean, yeah take things like theme hospital where you kind of have uh people calling it a, like a sick game um, yeah. i've got these people that have probably never played it i don't really actually know what they're talking about but they they want to blame somebody no, I, I agreed completely um did you work on any of the sequels for syndicate as well mark i think there's quite a few sequels and um how do you sort of well, reflect there was on... syndicate wars yeah uh and um but that was all there was, I think. Yeah, there's Troy actually makes no, a fair point. There's been some spiritual successes, but not a proper. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Syndicate was is the final. Well, actually, it was a PlayStation Two game, wasn't it? Just called Syndicate, I think. But I think that was a different a different company. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, released about five, six, seven years ago. I think it didn't do particularly well. But I, I love, I love the Syndicate uh, name. I love, I love uh, the game. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, do you think? there could be a new game in the series would there ever be something you would consider you know I mentioned Mike Disket earlier and Mike um, is living in Australia now and they did um, a game called Satellite Rain Mm. which uh, was you know I I think they took I mean Mike Mike was involved in uh, Syndicate 2 Syndicate Wars I mean Uh, so he was uh, you know very much part of his DNA, and um, his his company uh, did Satellite Rain, which 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 did pretty well. I think that he kind of maybe see that as a a, a pretty good um, spiritual successor. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, 
When I think of Bullfrog, it's, it's for, for me, I think in quality, it's like the one of the best companies, Easy and the Amiga. I'm thinking sort of Bullfrog and Sensible Software and mm. sort of um, who else I'm thinking like, you know, Bitmap Brothers, but the real creme de la creme. I mean, what was it like working in the office? Did you, did you feel like you were the real big guns at the time? Because, you know, I think it was an amazing company personally. <laughs> well, if you saw Bullfrog's first office, which, uh, you know, there was no no I, no sense that the, they'd ever had a hit. I mean, this was after after Populous had come out, and wow. uh, you know, I think that must have moved the dial in a big way. But their office was above a hi-fi shop in Guildford, and I don't know whether she had the flat below or she was sharing the office with them. But there was a, an old lady that just walked around in. Um, in uh, slippers and a dressing gown, <laughs> and uh, it's quite scary, really. But I mean, no, I don't think if you went to Bullfrog, you'd have thought, "Wow, these guys are, are successful." I mean, because the, the, they moved from that place onto a research park, which was just a uh, you know little serviced office, not much space, yeah, uh, and not many people. But uh, you know, these guys were just. Uh, <laughs> doing a you know, masterpiece after masterpiece, I think. And uh, so, I mean, me joining them was kind of, uh, you know, what a great place to start your, yeah. your games career. 100%. Um, bit of a random question, but <laughs> Mark, if you had a choice, sort of syndicate style now, to sort of upgrade yourself, uh, what would you choose? Is there a, you know, what, what sort of, where would you go with that sort of question? <laughs> what? That's, <laughs> so, that's a good so, question. Yeah, a better knees. I'd have improved knees. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just, just ones that bend properly. I could squat down. No, I mean, I don't know if I'd want any of the syndicate upgrades. What would yours be then? Oh, that's a good question. I'd probably go for uh, ooh, maybe agility. Actually, just a bit more sort of speed and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, and I've got to talk about theme park now. What a what a great game. I mean. Um, how did this opportunity arise? Was this, was this uh, were you working on that game from day one? What was your exact role on Theme Park? I, I was I was at the company when Peter started working on it, and Peter was basically building Theme Park using like Poplus Two graphics, and so he had you know little people coming in, uh, and uh, the the rides would just be little sort of buildings from Populous. And there'd be a little path, and so the the con the idea of like, you know, I guess a, a prototype of okay, people coming in and sort of enjoying a ride, and kind of, you know, your reputation going up. I mean, it was hideous to look at because he was just using whatever he could get his hot hands on. But uh, yeah. he was kind of building this out of um, you know getting it ready to kind of go okay, team, let, let's make this and. Um, uh, he, he went with the, a bunch of the artists who um, Euro Disney uh, it, that had just opened up about the same time so mm. they kind of went there to get, get inspiration like you need inspiration for a theme park you can't yep. just uh, <laughs> yeah it's just I mean amazing but it was it was great I think um, it was the first theme park simulation um, that, that, that I'm aware of I know Roller Coaster Tycoon came out soon after that but um i think that my, my timing is is correct there but I, I loved it it was a great game i, I got, got to work on that um uh, the pc the original version um and we were kind of doing all all the conversion we're doing every single platform that was out yep. so you know the mac uh, um the mega drive the um masters uh, I mean, basically you know, snes you even yeah, three, the, yeah, yeah, the 3DO, which you may not even remember. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, I've got the Jaguar version at home, actually. It's oh, yeah. Just, it's on well. everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. And we were kind of doing that um, in sync. You know, it was it was a nightmare because, you know, code would be, you know, be a new update, take the new code onto all platforms. Of course, it's all broken. And all the things that everyone's changed has kind of got lost. Mm. We didn't have nice... Uh, um, you know things like Perforce, where we can share code sensibly. It was just a bit haphazard, so it was it was quite a struggle to kind of uh, f for the team to kind of keep in sync. But um, 
but we did and when, when it came out on on pc it was pretty soon followed by every single platform you could ever yeah. um, imagine so yeah there was a couple of big challenges so like getting it running on the snes and, and the mega drive re- required quite a big overhaul you know, we're going from you know what probably f- two megabytes on maybe four megabytes on on the pc Yep. to um to 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 a snes and you kind of <laughs> have to like re rethink the whole lot and uh yeah no good on you um so, and similarly with uh with syndicate you kind of syndicate also came out on the um the snes uh, yeah. and the, and the mega drive as well and of course that's if you look at that it's there's some clever stuff going on there to kind of make make it look and feel like a, a syndicate game but the limitations were were huge so yeah no, fair. i mean when theme park was being devised mark would, would you sit down with peter and the team and i mean there's so many little touches in the game like extra salt on the fries for example and mm. i just think the extra touches are the things that turn it into from a great game into almost like a sort of world you know one of the most important sims ever made so what was that like was it always random little ideas thrown about yeah you know that uh, a lot lots of that stuff was was peter sort of coming up uh and P- peter was well he's back to coding again but uh of 22 cans but um you know he was the he was the main programmer so um but but those kind of little you know tweak this and this this has an effect it's kind of uh it's quite a bullfroggy thing those kind yeah. of accessible you you kind of look at theme park and go oh, oh this looks nice i'll 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 play this um and then then find yourself quite hooked, you know, sort of half an hour later, you're kind of really into into it and just tweaking the salt and you know, putting a drinks machine, a drinks um, stall close by because you're tr- trying to maximize your money. But th- those little things are, are kind of hey, and making sure people aren't eating burgers just before they go on a, um, <laughs> a roller coaster as they're going to throw up. And uh, but th- th- those little cause and effects things that are lovely and um all that stuff um you know was kind of happening all the time i think we kind of talk about um we'll probably talk about theme hospital um, oh yeah yeah 100%. afterwards but uh you know that that kind of um that was kind of the bullfrog staple i think as well it's kind of the, the way i mean you didn't have design meetings Um, we didn't really have anyone that was formerly a designer or anyone that was um formerly a producer i mean nowadays it makes sense to have those but um you know peter would be designing it he'd be coding something Mm. putting it in and you know people getting thrown off uh rides and you know those kind of things maybe come from other places but it was a kind of really open and free kind of environment where people could come up with an idea or, or yeah. try something out and uh, get it in. But you can remember these teams are actually quite small. So talking to each other is kind of easy. Uh, and the need for meetings were, you know, you didn't need one. You just kind of yeah. spoke to the people next to you. Oh, good stuff. I mean, it's a great game, let's be honest. Um, is it true though? Theme Park was supposed to be tied in with Disney originally, and it was going to be sort of launched with Disney and had the Disney brand, or or is that a load of load of? Yeah, I don't think that was the case. I think the timing of Disney opening their park in Europe was yeah. was pretty close by, but um, the, these kind of tie ups, you, know, you know, quite often come up. Oh, wouldn't this be good? And then these things take forever for, for, for business people to kind of agree i mean talking about um in fact one of the tie-ins with theme park was midland bank i don't know if you ever oh. noticed on the um if you go into the bank bank statement bit there's there's a midland bank uh, oh, wow. logo on the on the on the bank statement behind uh, you know, when you look at your bank statement, it's Midland Bank, and there was meant to be a tie-in with Midland Bank and Theme Park, so we would put them in the game, and every cash point you you go, every Midland Bank cash point that you go to, it would say, "Oh, have you played Theme Park?" And oh wow, this is a really cool. And of course, we put the we put Midland Bank in the game, 
uh, they didn't do anything. And of course, the same with Kit Kat in in Theme, Hosp- uh, theme Hospital. It's like, yeah, you know, for months they were kind of talking to Nestle about we're going to have this in the game, and they said, yeah, it's great, blah blah blah. And then at the end of the day, it was kind of like, well, guys, it might happen or it might not. You can ship it with it in, and uh, mm. we might get the deal. And and the the, the you know, us putting them in the game meant that they were going to potentially. Have a little, you know, theme hospital advert on every Kit Kat sold for a month or something amazing. Yeah. Uh, and instead, they just sent us a box of Kit Kats. That's yeah. a bit. Mm, that's a bit mean, isn't it, Mark? Because uh, funny. yeah, I don't even like Kit Kats. <laughs> have a break. <laughs> have a kid, yeah. man. It was. It was one of the things where the, the, where the business guys were going. Well, if you keep it in the deal might go ahead. Mm. If you take it out, the deal definitely won't go ahead. And so we kind of thought, so this is bizarre vending machine in theme hospital. That's uh, a Kit Kat drink machine, which they certainly didn't do a Kit Kat drink back then. They probably do now. Mm. Yeah. Based on our inspiration. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a great little uh, anecdote. Well, well, it's not, you know, it just shows you, doesn't it? It's a funny old way. Um, what, is it true that a lot of your bull, yourself and your bullfrog staff would go on excursions and sort of inspirational trips to get ideas for games, such as going to actual theme parks? And I know yeah. I've, I've read that you went to a few hospitals. We can talk about it later, but did, yeah. did you go to a lot of theme parks and so forth? No. Well, the artists, uh, a small group of people went to uh, Euro Disney when it opened uh, for, for that, you know, as if they, anyone ever needed inspiration for a, Theme park. It was just a, a yeah. nice jolly. So yeah, so those things did happen, and um, you know, walk uh, you know, walking around a hospital is a le- lot less exciting than uh, going off to a theme park first. So, <laughs> so did, Mark, did you personally go on the theme parks, or was it just a hospital gig for you? Um, I didn't get. No, it was just the artists. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That went to the, uh, you know, went to went off to Euro Disney. I think I think it's pretty much. Bang on when it opened, actually. Mm. Which is quite advantageous, even though you weren't connected with Disney. It still probably would have helped a bit, you know, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, brilliant. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, people sorry. visit Euro Disney, in fact, having played the game. Oh, uh, do you reckon that's that? Wow, that pretty no, did happen, really? didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you reckon? Do you think. Th- I mean, there's been Rollercoaster Tycoon. It's been a really popular sort of genre now. This kind of theme park sort of genre. Do you do you think the game? Do you think there's still room for another game in the series, or do you think that sort of boat's um, passed? Well, you kind of look at you know Rollercoaster Tycoon as you mentioned, then Planet Coaster. Yeah. You kind of think, well, these these guys have done a really good job, and um, you know, I, I think the the kind of little uh, the little people isometric kind of game has its place and i think um but i don't know i don't know who who'd want to do it there's it is since the original theme park there's been just there's been a lot of them yeah so it's, it's kind of whether somebody else wants to do in fact parkitect is, is one that i've uh, seen coming up and oh. now look have you seen that one at all i haven't no i'll check it out yeah parkitect looks uh looks incredible actually um yeah it must feel quite, I mean, you guys set the scene. You, I wouldn't say you invented a genre as such, but you sort of created that sort of game and it's developed into something huge, isn't it? It's, it must be quite inspirational in a way. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Peter especially should, could feel really proud about yeah. it. I mean, he, I mean it's, it was an amazing concept. I think, I think he'd just come back from Japan uh, and kind of came back with this idea of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to... You build and run a theme park, and um, it was a bit of a different style for for Bullfrog because we kind of there was Palmonger and 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 Populous, and then you got um, you know Syndicate, and then Theme Park, which is quite a quite a different kind of uh, look and feel, and uh, maybe a bit of a bit of a different type of game. But you still had the kind of like uh, hopefully a good interface, easy to play. Lots of depth, though. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice, nice thing, and, and you know, opened up this thing called Designer Series, which meant we're going to do theme hospital, yeah, and yeah, yeah, theme prison, and theme uh, resort, and then we're going to maybe do a whole bunch of these kind of uh, 
Oh, wow. It's business management games. And um, so that was it. For me, I haven't worked on you know, a lot of the, the conversions and then uh, and working on the original PC one. Mm. Uh, that was really cool to go, okay, well, we're doing theme hospital. And then yeah. I teamed up with um, Gary Carr, who just, who'd, who'd been one of the early bullfroggers. He'd left because he really didn't like the look of theme park really it'd gone from, you know from this kind of like you know quite you know you've got syndicate you know, gritty or populous and Powermonger, uh and then you got this quite cutesy kind of looking thing and he 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 didn't like it he went and joined the bitmap brothers in fact um, oh wow another cool studio uh, and then when he returned he thought he was going to be working on dungeon keeper and he thought oh that sounds cool and then yeah to his original dismay he was kind of like uh, you found out he's working on the hospital game. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was, uh, yeah, as he looks back on his career, I think it was a, a, a good move. But I think at the time he was kind of like, uh, he'd rather be working on a dungeon dungeon game. Well, they're both quality titles. I mean, yeah. I love Dungeon Keeper as well, truthfully. Yeah. But, but let, well, Theme Hospital, Mark, I mean, you mentioned yeah. earlier, actually, that was great. Um, before you sort of, Decide on the theme hospital. What were the other games that were sort of thrown around? Is it theme prison? You said that. Well, it was. I mean, the, those other ideas came uh, while Gary and I were making theme hospital. Mm. We had kind of just a little team. There's about five, six of us, and um, and you. As we're getting towards the end of it, we were kind of think, thinking, okay, well, wouldn't it be cool if yeah, let's do another one? So mm. we probably thought maybe theme prison or theme resort. Uh, might be something that we'd, we'd do afterwards and um, and just kind of keep this designer series going because yeah. we'd really enjoyed making it and, um, and uh, you know, lots of things had happened then. We, we'd been acquired by um, EA, Bullfrog yeah. Cat. So, uh, you know, and, you know, some people would moan about that, but it was actually, it was, you know, life under EA was, was all right. You kind of get your head down and you make your game and... Uh, and it was it was fun, and um, so so there wasn't anything um, wrong with that. But then the opportunities came up, uh, opportunity from Peter and I, uh, and, and uh, Tim Rance and Steve Jackson uh, to set up Lionhead, and so yeah. it was kind of like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. So that's kind of that. Those conversations were the reason we. For Gary and I, over the years, kept kept saying, "Oh, we should go back and do that." We should, and that's that's the reason Two Point Studios exists. Is really not to make uh, a prison game or a resort game, but to kind of make these little people games that we kind of really, you know, we really love making them and really love playing them. So. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk, definitely going to talk about Two Point Hospital soon, yeah. I guarantee it. Back to Theme Hospital, though. I mean, I, I played it again recently. I, I, I bought it off uh, GOG GOG uh, about, about six months ago. I lo- Man, I fell right in love with it again. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't aged at all badly. It's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's still so fun today. Um, is it true, though, you actually generally went to some hospitals and to check out what was going on? And how, how, how can you describe those sort of trips, if that's true? Yeah, well... We needed some inspiration. We kind of um, we kind of done a little bit of tech. I mean, and that's a sprite based game. Uh, and you know, at the time we were kind of doing sprites, uh, and everyone else had started moving over to sort of three D. Actually, I'm going to have to go and get a uh, a battery in a minute. Uh, it's not a battery, a uh, a power cable. But um, I'll let you know about that. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah, so so we were. We were starting to build the the two point hospital, and we kind of imagined what the the game loop might be. But it was you know, Gary come on board, and we're kind of talking about you know, the look and feel, and we're kind of thinking, well, it's, yeah, there's a lot of corridors and rooms and machines, and we kind of thought, well, we're right next to a hospital, and we used to spend um, lunch times, you know, like really quite sad, wandering around. Uh, hospital corridors and you know sort of going into the cafe and kind of just trying to pick up some of the uh the film. and we came to the conclusion that you know, this is it it's just corridors and rooms and it's kind of really dull and you've kind of just gone from theme park with these amazing like rides that you can kind of um 
that you can you can imagine how you know, just think of the ride it's going to be amazing um, and then we got little boring offices with doctors in so we kind of knew that we had a a, a, a challenge on, on the art side how are we going to make this look not dull mm. uh, and then uh, another hospital um nearby uh we contacted them and they said yeah come down and uh they they gave us a really good in-depth look at uh, everything we we, st- we were able to watch a an operation which is you know horrible yeah almost fainted it was it was embarrassing and um and uh you but we got to see the business side of of running a hospital as well and uh you know talk talking about things like uh, where where their ambulance is, uh, their ambulance station is 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 positioned because, of course, they're in competition with our hospitals. They want to get as many people there uh, mm. as possible. So it was just interesting because the guy who was showing us around was was effectively a business manager, and um, he kind of you kind of realise that you know this world of the NHS is yeah it's still got this. Uh, these targets and yeah, it was just a really mm. eye-opening and 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 uh, yeah, inspirational thing. But it kind of led us to away from the the idea of using real illnesses. Uh, and we can't, you know, it, it's 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 a difficult topic to to broach. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea of um, you know, Gary. In fact, Gary came up with the the idea we should just make up the illnesses. And yeah, you know, it took us a while to kind of. Uh, settle on that but we did and you know the the humor came out and i think the humor is just just us really and we had a guy called james leach who did a lot of our writing and it just you know it just it just worked and you know there's a few visual illnesses and some some non-visual ones but the game loop was good mm. and you know you say you went back to play it recently i i, I it's really hard isn't it i don't know <laughs> it was hard yeah, insanely hard. Yeah, yeah. I I did struggle from level four onwards. Yeah, yeah. it did. It get pretty tough quick. I have to say. Yeah, this um, this is it's such a uh, a bad mistake by us. I mean, it's I mean it's what twenty twenty two years ago. But I mean, you kind of think, well, you we did something right. But but when we were sort of balancing the levels, the test guys would be playing it. And they they become real experts. So they play on full speed as fast as they can, and they go, oh, "This one's too easy." And you kind of, it's so hard to 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 make those calls when you everyone's going, it's, "It's too easy." What you really need, and what we kind of do nowadays, is is get fresh people in who've never played the game. Go sit down, uh, play this for a few hours, and yeah, how did you find it? And um, yeah, yeah. making games nowadays. Is you know we're a bit wiser. We've got nice things like uh, you know uh, analytics in the game, so we can kind of see where people are finding it incredibly yeah. hard and, and just tweak those balances. And what and the nice thing nowadays, of course, is is the fact that we can just keep updating the games. Uh, we back then we we shipped it, we did a patch, a multiplayer patch, uh, and but that was it. Yeah. So if you could, yeah, you'd get rid of the KitKat machine if you could, could update, I'm sure. Well, I, it's kind of a bit of a trademark now. Isn't it? Yeah. Actually, I did contact, as we were making Two Point Hospital, I contacted Nestle uh, as best as I could. Uh, and they said, oh, if we're interested, we'll get in touch. And uh, they weren't. They never oh. but, yeah, uh, It is quite iconic, actually, that KitKat machine. It would have been good if it made its way back, actually. There you go. Yeah. Um, I love, like you said, uh, the humour was amazing. I think that was a gr- that was a really clever move of yours because it was like, like I mentioned a bit earlier. You know, the game did get a bit of negative attention, but just mm. you know, f- which I think really is unfair. I think it's really out of order. Yeah. But um, what's your favourite illness or pa- patient disease? Uh, do you have a favourite one? In um, well, I, yeah. one of my favourites is, is one of the classic ones, which is bloaty head disease. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I love best about it is just Gary's animation of he pops a head <laughs> and he sort of like uh, tweaks the head before he inflates it like uh, it's like a balloon or something. He's just about to blow up. But uh, it's just a really nice um, 
really nice animation. So that that's one of my favorites. There were some crazy ones later on in the game, like uh, Alien DNA, where you know we're almost running out of ideas and time, so we were kind of, you know, yeah, they were silly ones. <laughs> yeah. That was. I was actually going to ask: Was there any conditions that you thought of, uh, but never actually made it into the game, or and, and even some that you thought back then you actually have brought into Two Point Hospital? No, I mean, I think really we kind of try to draw a line between between the two. I mean, ideas. You kind of kick your ideas around all the time, and you kind of go, "Oh, this would be funny. That'd be funny." I mean, the we um, had the um, we had King Syndrome in. Um, um, theme hospital, which was a really originally called Elvis syndrome, because yeah, yeah. you guys were Elvis, but uh, we had to kind of remove move that because uh, uh, the lawyers kind of saw it and said, you know, you'll need permission from uh, the Elvis estate. And in fact, there was a there was a sample he used to go, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> we had to change that because those three or four notes were apparently uh, his. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? I know. It's just you kind of well, you kind of wonder if these lawyers are really actually just making it up to go. All right, now yeah, I've told you that. Now pay me. That's you know, it's five pound, please. But uh, yeah, there, it was there was a lot of stuff we had to kind of tweak and change. But um, yeah, I, ideas. There were lots of ideas that kind of kicked around, and you kind of think. Uh, well, one of the big things that we wanted to do, in fact, all the way along, we were. Uh, until this is why you need producers nowadays because originally we were back then thinking uh, we're going to do okay three time periods we're going to do medieval uh, hospital modern day hospital and then futuristic hospital Uh, wouldn't that be great and uh, fortunately we decided to start on modern day hospital and then it was kind of like three quarters of the way through we kind of said I don't think we're going to be able to do medieval and futuristic. Yeah. It was just, it was just meant we have to do all new illnesses, all new um, uh, machines, all new. Uh, it's just, it was just been a nightmare. So, you know, the the ambition, the, the blue sky idea was was there, but um, you just pull back on that. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a great idea, but yeah, the manpower needed would have been crazy. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Was that your last game for Bullfrog then? Uh, theme Hospital? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. We, we then left. Uh, Pete was just finishing off Dungeon Keeper. Uh, and then we uh, we left. Uh, we teamed up with a guy called uh, Tim Rance, who Peter had known from... Um, he, he was at EA for a while as, uh, as one of the technical directors and then had gone to work uh, uh, in the city on sort of big proper... Uh, programming systems and a guy called Steve Jackson who was a you know co-founder of um, um, Games Workshop with Ian Winston so um, so that, and Ian and Steve was sort of uh, obviously a pretty a really creative guy he's kind of running a lot of the business side of things but um, yeah that was that was fun I mean those early days that small team um, just focused on building an amazing amazing team and uh just trying to do uh an amazing game and and uh it we took a long time but um that's that was black and white of course mm. of course we just before i get onto that i want to ask one final question about bullfrog really i mean obviously bullfrog is not around anymore and you yeah. i i find it very sad really uh and i know ea gets a lot of stick and i'm not their biggest fan i, I think yeah I think they could have done more to protect like Westwood Studios, for example, as well. Yes, I mean, agree. how, how do you reflect back on your time at Bullfrog? And do you, I know you were kind of out of it by then, but do you think EA were a little bit, they could have done more really? What would you reckon? Well, I mean, what, what is Bullfrog? I mean, I do, I did love Bullfrog. I mean, I had, you know, uh, other than, um, my time, uh, two point is it, probably, one of the funnest times I've had sort of making games. It was small teams, you kind of making things up, you you having a conversation and going, Oh, wouldn't this be cool? Program it, try it. Yeah, that's really brilliant. I mean, that was pretty amazing. Uh so I mean, but then you go, What well, well, what is Bullfrog? When when enough people leave, well, where's where's the passion and, and the vision for, for doing um 
more bullfrog stuff because you can kind of go okay well we're doing theme park world now we'll put the bullfrog label on it but is is it a bullfrog game or we could do yeah um yeah. You carry on maybe doing the sequels and stuff like that and um but you know i, I guess bullfrog still exists somewhere it's probably i don't know i mean it's 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 a label if if it made sense but that you kind of got ea having the sims as a massive success and you kind of go well do you want to carry on investing into Sims where we're making, you know, you know, games that sort of we're selling 50 million units or yep. some of this kind of cool niche stuff? And um, I think you do need these cool niche studios. And, and yeah. I think the amazing thing is, is there's a lot of them about now. And you kind of, you know, you don't have to look too far and you can kind of go, oh, that's amazing, that's amazing. And then there's you, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Prison Architects are a great one that we kind of, we felt inspired by when we we're starting um, Two Point Studios is, you know, a tiny little team and made something amazing. And, um, you know, you just think, thank God, thank God for, you know, that not being, you know, that wouldn't ever come from a, from a big studio. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe EA are trying to rectify that a bit. I think EA partners are looking to work with more indie studios. Yeah, I've heard that as well, to be fair to him, yeah. yeah. And I think indie studios are, you know, they they need to be driven by, by passion and, and love. And you know, they, a lot of them fail, um, and a lot of them make great games, but then fail. So, I mean, it's tough getting the sort of funding uh, sorted out. And you know, even when you've got the funding to make the game, you've still got to survive till the first royalty check comes in. So, it is tough being an indie studio, but. You know, thank God we have them, and um, mm. things like Unity allow an Unreal Engine allow you know people to make games and, and bring them to market you know, pretty painlessly. Um, you know, they're not all hits, I know, but um, and some of them should be. But um, yeah, but am I sad about? Well, I'm sad about Lionhead. I mean, they shut Lionhead down, and um, yeah, of course, as well. But but again, what? I mean, would you know if Fable's now gone to Playground Studios? Then you know, hope they do a great job yeah. with that. But um, you know, the best stuff's going to come from either the people doing the tenth sequel of Assassin's Creed, which is probably going to be insanely brilliant, mm. um, or, or just a little studio of three or four people who just got a brilliant idea. And, and a passion to kind of just make it happen. So, yeah. Love that. Mark, I love that. It's a brilliant way of putting it. Thank you. Um, Lionhead Studios, I mean, was that, was that scary times? Was that nervous times, leaving Bullfrog and sort of starting your own sort of company with Peter? What was the early days like? And obviously, when did you first start working on Black and White? Was that always the first game you were going to make? Um, yeah, I mean, it was exciting. It was kind of, uh, you know... Um, it was you kind of EA got a job kind of feels like a safe job that you can keep doing for a long time. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty um, it was pretty scary to kind of think. Okay, well, I at that point I, I had two children and my daughter was pretty much born um, as uh, as as we shipped Theme Hospital and then pretty much I left and uh, Tim and I was working on bits of uh, technology for for, for, for Lionhead uh, but um, you know it was just an opportunity that would it was just so amazing I thought is this going to come up again probably not probably not for a long time so yeah I'm, I'm glad I did it it was scary and, and making black and white was was you know really really exciting and uh, and scary and um, um yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a day. But I mean, it, it was long nights. It was. It was just a lot of hard work. But we built such an amazing team, such an incredible, brilliant team. And I think that's that's the heart of of a of a great studio. It's just brilliant people. Um, you know, me not being one of them, but I mean, just kind <laughs> of bringing together just amazing people that can kind of you. Know, bounce off each other and kind of elevate each other. Um, and so I think Lionhead was something really incredible as we were making black and white. 
I mean, what was it that, in fact, we did have, you say, was it the first game? We had a, a vote. Uh, we had a few idea pitches um, put into the mix for what we were going to uh, possibly do first, mm. black and white. I think it was called Magica to start with. I mean, it became black and white later on, but um, uh, but that was what we started building. And um, yeah, in fact, we went to E3 with a sprite-based. I mean, God knows what we were thinking, but it was a, a question of should we be building black and white as uh, you know an isometric sprite thing or or a 3D thing? And it kind of seems incredible now that yeah. it is. <laughs> such a, a 3d thing and uh you know the little uh worm in a in a barrel and zooming out to out to space and uh it's kind of like silly silly things but i i liked black and white as 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 mm. a consumer as well i think i enjoyed playing and i really enjoyed making it and um yeah and we had quite a good hit with that and then uh you know it's and then we should have given up, really. Because <laughs> so then we kind of started doing more things. And uh, and you kind of uh, the, go to the studio from what was you know, 15, 20 people making your first game. you now got you know, 20, 30, 40. And uh, you know, things change. And, you know, you know, we eventually we did the movies, which I, 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 I loved. Uh, we did Black and White 2 and then Fable and PC. Yeah. Uh, they were two of our sort of um, external studios that we're kind of working with. Uh, and yeah, they were two, two great games. And um, Fable really hit the mark on, on Xbox. And um, yeah, that kind of became pretty much the focus um, going forward and, um, until, until the very end. So. I mean, the amount the quality of games you've been involved in, Mark, is that it's actually astonishing, really. <laughs> you've, I mean, these are games that are that change genres. They've, I mean, I think Black and White was was one of the first sort of god sort of Sims, like properly immersive. It's, it's absolutely incredible, really, <laughs> when you mention these games you worked on. I think, so. I, yeah, and I think I've been just so lucky. I mean, I mean, I think I'm, I'm lucky to have got a job at Bullfrog, working with them, just. Everyone around me was amazing, and then, and then we set up um, Lionhead, and yeah. you know, the, pretty much the cream of the people we'd work with kind of uh, um, were attracted to kind of come and work work with us. So we kind of then took the the, the cream of what we already had, uh, and then you know, sort of lucky with Two Point Studios to kind of find. You know, again, the, the the people that we've worked with, you know, many of them for years, and and you know, it's just making the game is is like you know, it's it's really intense at times, and you know, it's it's really quite an emotional thing to kind of you put your soul into something that you kind of think are people gonna like this, and uh, so yeah, you know, I just kind of think shit, I've been so lucky. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it luck, really. Obviously. You've done brilliantly. Um, I love the creature. Black and white's great. I love the idea of the creature. In, I love the name of the game because obviously it can be good or bad. And it's, it's such a clever game. I I don't know how many hours I've put in some black and white. But the creature element, was that from day one? And is it true that you developed the AI for the creature mechanics? Um, well, the very first one, I said we went to E3 and we had this, yeah. uh, this demo with... Uh, like a, a sprite uh, version of uh, basically a giant creature. So yes, yeah, so the, the giant creature was was definitely part of it. And the AI kind of just developed over the years. A guy called Richard Evans was kind of uh, the key guy. Now I don't know where he's working. I think he's actually working at Google DeepMind. And uh, but he was a he's a brilliant guy. And um, yeah, so that that was basically the whole duration of of. Of making the game that that AI developed, and it was really clever stuff because, um, you know, I, I say AI, I don't mean AI like Google DeepMind, but I mean in terms of being able what you could teach the creature and, and how how detailed you could get with, like you could say, uh, you know, I want you to eat people, I want you to eat women, but not men, and you <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, if you're 
if you're dedicated enough, you can kind of get into real depth as to what you can get him. It's good to do this. It's bad to do that. Mm. Um, it's cool. Yeah, the, the, the creature was in uh, early days, and um, you know this. Yeah, but I mean, he obviously got way better than as it went went along. Oh, it's a great. I love black and white. Actually, I have to say. Um, yeah. Again, I think there's room for another black and white game as well. Personally, I do. Um, I don't know if that's anything that you've heard rumours or we'd ever consider doing. But I know Black and White Two came out. I think was that the last game in the series, or it was in the series. Now I think, um, yeah, well, that's all owned by Microsoft now under the, when they bought uh, Lionhead. But uh, you know, I think Microsoft uh, are interested in billion-dollar franchises. So um, whether that's something there they'd be interested in, maybe some. Some cool indie team will do something way better than black and white. So, yeah. so yeah, good stuff. I mean, Fable as well. I think it was an is it Xbox exclusive at least originally. Yeah, um, yeah PC as well. Yeah, I'll, it was sorry, it was PC. And again, it's kind of similar in black and white in the sense that yeah. you can choose how you want to act, and the game will change, yeah. wouldn't it? And I mean, that's incredible. Back then, that sort of technology in such an amazing game that mustn't. That, that must have been pretty difficult, but you pulled it off big time. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, the, the good and evil, you know, be, being the hero is kind of uh, a pretty cool thing. I think it did something really interesting with RPGs as well. I think it did kind of um, open it up. Quite yeah, mainstream, yeah. Also geeky, and I think that's kind of uh, one of those things that uh, Paul Frog and Lionhead were able to do. Well, it was quite an accessible game, but quite, you know, Quite a lot of depth to it as well you you go in and kill a load of villagers you know there's there's repercussions the ai the simulation the villagers will kind of talk about you run away from you yep. but also your character starting to 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 change so that was an interesting journey listen i um i'm just wary of time my battery is getting super low now and um I'm going to, we'll probably have to wrap up in a bit, but we can carry on at, at some point in the future if you want. But um, just. I'm yeah, just, that's fine. Um, do you want to squeeze in a couple of questions about Two Point Hospital? Do you wanna... Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, let's do Is that. Is that right? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, two Point Studios. I mean, brilliant. I mean, how, was, how did that start then? And how did you start working on Two Point Hospital? Yeah, the Two Point Studios has probably been in the making since we shipped uh you know since we left bullfrog you know, gary and i were kind of always going you know he was at mucky foot and i was at lionhead and whenever we sort of met up and we get oh we should we should get to yeah you know, we should get together and do you know theme theme um uh prison or you know those kind of ideas we should do that and these little people games that we love and yeah yeah we'll yeah, we'll find a time and you know, the time came about and um you know I'd, I'd left uh, Lionhead in about 2013. Uh, Gary was um, in a, there till about 2016. And so we kind of thought, okay, n- maybe now's the time. Maybe that there's an interest. And met with uh, a guy called Ben Hymers, who was, who's our technical director and the third co-founder. Uh, and he was, he was a fanboy of, you know, of, of what we'd done in the past. And so, you know, I'd, I'd been a programmer in the past, I mean, and he was actually a proper programmer now. Uh, so it's kind of nice to have somebody that could actually do something useful. And um, so the three of us kind of uh, put the idea together. You know, Gary and I had a lot of experience doing presentations and decks and business plans. And uh, we kind of touted it round. Uh, well, we, again, I said we were inspired by um, Prison Architect and we wanted to uh, maybe do an early, you know, do something small, go into early access, maybe do a Kickstarter. We kind of had ideas of maybe we could get there uh, in a similar route. So definitely gave us some inspiration. Um, I mean, as we kind of spoke around to people, we eventually met with Sega and we thought, well, they're, they're way too big. They're not going to be interested in, in us. But it was just brilliant. They just said, my God, this, we were just saying last week, wouldn't it be cool if we had a little team... Uh, a team doing stuff like uh, Bullfrog uh, used nice. to do, theme park with him as well. And we we come with our deck. And our vision was kind of uh, this this two-point county as a kind of a, this world 
where um where you know these little people sims where these little people live it's kind of if you imagine springfield from the mm. simpsons you kind of got you got most tavern and you've got uh you got the power plant you've got all these different locations and some different characters but the theme is the same and there are familiar characters within them and the, the vips of the the, the mayor so yeah. imagine this place where we could build you know little different sims of the different um that that just coexisted in this world and that was the kind of vision and you know starting with hospital was was um something we thought we could get this off the ground and mm. we can get people interested in it and that was it and then you know as, as as it was all coming together and and the deal was kind of getting close to getting signed as it was like every month we were nearly nearly signed nearly signed but that kind of ran on for another eight months but it, uh then line had closed down and we'd obviously had the idea that there's a whole bunch of people that it'd be great for us to employ mm. when we had the funding but um it kind of happened you know way too soon and um so all we're all these people sort of just going oh i've got a job now i mean because everyone you know line had closed down and probably within you know two three weeks, everyone had a job um, because yep. you know, everyone was coming to Guildford and doing roadshows and going, come on, work here. And um, <laughs> so it was uh, the timing was bad, but uh, timing was bad for us. But um, we managed to um, entice a few of them back to our uh, our claws, and um, so we we basically had a, a, an insanely good team. Uh, with us making making our first game and we're, i mean we're, we're still small i mean we're probably mm. 17 developers um a couple of people helping us run the studio and you know we're now part of sega uh and that's you know it's great i'm, I'm that's brilliant is then we were kind of working on next in the next in the series we've obviously been working hard on um uh the console version which we're yeah we're really pleased i think we've yeah, it's come together really well. There's still stuff to do on it. There's still bugs and you know, optimization and graphical problems. But you know, we're, we're not far off being uh, ready. That's amazing. I mean, just yeah, just announced it was on PC, Steam, obviously. Now it's mm. coming to console. I mean, were you shocked how, uh, or not shocked, but were you? I mean, it must have been amazing. It was a huge success, hugely. Loads of people loved it. Amazing reviews. I mean, it must have been brilliant, Mark, to see such a great feedback from your game. I was, yeah. I mean, as I said earlier, it's 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 really emotional thing making making a game, and you you kind of as you're making, you you kind of thinking. Oh, people might like this, or, or or people might do this and do that, and you know, kind of, you got the three star thing, and you can kind of go forward and you come back, and we're kind of talking, imagining what what would be great and how it would work, and um, and you know, and then it came out, and people were saying nice things, and it's it was just it was just so amazing. I mean, it's, it, it is you you do put a bit of your soul into into something that you care so passionately about, and and to, to then put it out there for everyone to go, we're judging that. It's quite, it's quite a, it's quite a weird, it's a weird couple of days really, just kind of floating around, just going, oh my god. And then, and then watching the streams as well, where people uh, on on Twitch mm. play the game, and you know, it was just, just incredible. I and mean, we hadn't really seen that before. I mean, last thing I, I'd shipped before that was was you know would have been a Fable game. Mm. Uh, so. Time had moved on, and, and the whole world had moved on, and uh, it's just just amazing. So yeah, we were humbled and, and just so pleased. And then since we've shipped it, we've done about sixteen up- updates. We some mm. we some um, some you know features that people have asked for. We've done some a uh, couple of DLCs, and you know I think we just try. And that's a kind of nice thing to be able to do. You kind of go, okay, if you you've shipped a game, that's it. Yeah. Move and then but yeah we shipped a game and you go okay this would be cool to do this would be cool to do and you know to be able to just keep keep touching it and i guess while while people are still enjoying playing it we can kind of still do that and uh that's kind of nice as as a developer because i mean it's not you know that's still your yeah maybe yeah 
Well, Mark, I'm really, I'm really happy for you because obviously you must be so proud <laughs> just seeing yeah. it. So because it's always a gamble going back and uh, starting a new company, and but it's been a huge success. And ah, oh, man, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Before yeah. really, I know you got to go, but really quickly, is what's the next project? Are you allowed to reveal? You got Two Point Hospital. I assume your next game's going to be in the same sort of universe. Is that fair, or can you? No, you, you I can only tell, I'll tell you the first two words of the title, and it's Two Point. I can't say any more than that. <laughs> Two point question mark. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, look, final, final, final question. Yeah. Uh, a bit of a silly question, but I love to ask all my guests this, uh, all, all, our, all the people I interview. If you could share a few drinks with a video game character, who would you choose and why? Mm, well, it wouldn't be Lara Croft. Um... <laughs> Do you know what? That is the most popular answer, though. <laughs> is I, it? Even, it? It really it's generally is. Popular, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine someone like Solid Snake, who probably wouldn't say a word. He'd just like, stare at me. Oh, that'd be yeah. a bit scary. Um, mm, that's an interesting one. It's <laughs> oh. a tough one. Cat game characters. Uh, you know, my my favourite ones are probably um, Link. Oh, yeah. Would he be a good guy to have a drink with? I mean, I, I love the Zelda games, so oh, I'd probably say him. And uh, I'll let him cook me a little uh, a mushroom broth or something like that, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll share that over a beer. Oh, yeah, you know what? I I would agree. I'm a massive Zelda fan as well. Yeah. That's why I like Fable. It's got sort of Link as yeah. sort of Zelda undertones to it, and it's yeah. brilliant. And I I agree. Link's quiet in person. He doesn't talk much, but after a few drinks, yeah. he might open up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, Mark, it's been a real, real, pl- I genuinely mean a real pleasure having you on the Arcade Tap podcast. It's, it's, it's been brilliant. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, stay in touch and uh, we'll speak again. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.